boom, boom, we're boom. back. Oh, that was. I'm the trying most... to give. I'm trying to give more energy because. Yes, because I'm glad. Apparently, because I think that Matt made a real good observation. <laughs> is that you come in very like. Hi, I'm Ray. Like Janet? Yeah, and then you turn I'll take from Janet. Matt to I'll take Kanye. Janet. I will take Janet. That, hey guys, I'm you know, she Jay. She is my idol. She's my idol. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And this is He Said, He Said. And we're here. We Two are. days in a row recording. It feels like this is a full-time job. I'm here for it. Yeah. I mean, without the like full-time job pay check. Yeah, you part. know, that that's to be continued. But yeah. hey, one at least day. One day. One day. Ooh, you know, who one you day. put it out there into yes. the universe so that it comes it's true. It's true. You push it out on a Claim plate. Claim it. Is, some, that what they, is that what the church ladies say? No, what they say is Claim you, it. if you push it on a plate, sometimes you'll eat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, don't know. I always come I, up with these good one-liners. I mean, good is so, it's such a strong word. <laughs> that is so shady. Well, guys, <laughs> this is, like we said, he said, he said, um, we are here, and we are here to give you news, opinions, and lots of shade, typically from Ray, or me giving it to Ray. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll get oh started with our first segment. No, I mean, uh, maybe the people want to know. Of how was your week? Yeah, that was exactly. the segment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, last night was a lituation when we were here. Shout out to Black in the City. If you have not listened to this week's podcast (laughs) for them, it's called He Said, He Said, We Said, and that is Black in the City. And let's just say it was a lot. It was good. It was really, really good. You know, um, they're awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah, you were laughing it, it, it at was, Sierra like, I was, the entire oh time. Oh my gosh, I was because she's hilarious. She is low key. Um, but no, key. they they make a, an awesome team, and it was fun, and it was nice to actually be on their show again since yes. us being on their show the first time was a huge part of what Why catalyzed us to do this ourselves. Absolutely, so that was probably the highlight of the week. Maybe I guess. Oh. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, we were on a boat over the weekend. Yeah, so I went to day shift on a boat, and that was fun. It was that was chilly a lot of fun. It was chilly on I the I was water, not though. chilly. It felt great. I mean, it felt fine to me, yeah, but you know. It, it felt awesome, but it would. So, at uh-huh. my age, I'm not old, but, like, I am north of, um, you mm-hmm. know, an age where I probably should be, like, drinking on um, successive days, uh-huh, like um, yesterday and today. Oh well, actually, you mean Sunday? Oh, I'm sorry, Monday, like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, don't, Tuesday. Don't even try that. That's no shade because we had date night that. on Friday. That wasn't so, the highlight. Mm, shade. <laughs> I was waiting. I see you all the time. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> How was we your see week? Each other. How was your week? Um, my right, week Nini. was good. wait, Nini or um, who, it was who said Nini that? And Candy. Oh yes, it was. Nini. So I be yes. needing you be yes. candy. That's fine. It's fitting. Yeah. That's, um, that's so my week was great. Friday we had date night, and I why that was great is because I've been trying to force Ray into bowling for some time. <laughs> um, and let's just say after twelve years, I've been catfished, and I bowled so many times to me that he does not like bowling. It's not my when favorite it's not thing. social, and apparently yeah. taking his husband bowling is not <laughs> social. So for week over week, he said no, and I had a very trying personal week last week, and he acknowledged that, and we went to get a burger, and then he because I'm great, you you are, oh, and he that, said agreeing. let's go bowling. Let's just say after two double shots of makers, Ray thought he was the Tiger Woods of the bowling uh, alley. That, you know so, what? No. 
Okay. okay. Everyone who's ever bowled with me knows that <laughs> kind of like when we're doing the pod, it takes me a little bit of to warm up. Okay. Matt. <laughs> but I'm just so saying. So that's what happened. So it's like, you know, that first round I wasn't the, the first best. round. And then he was like, we're only going to do one round. This comes from somebody that week over week you've been saying no about bowling, but whatever. It was fun. We had a good time. That was the highlight of my week. And then the second highlight was. You know, yesterday, um, with the recording we just talked about, uh, and living my best life, and yeah, and then here we are, it's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday, you know, and I'm ready for it. I I hate Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday through Friday, I'm here for. When You like Wednesday? Yeah, because okay, Wednesday's like weird. you're halfway there. No, that's just Meet weird. me halfway. I mean, I guess. Right on the borderline. <laughs> All right, so let's get into these topics for real, for real, because I could be, I could sing just random songs oh, all episode. We know. Um, Keeping up with the Carters is our first segment, and this week is kind of like. So those of you who just jumped in and listened to us, Keeping Up with the Carters is duh, Beyonce and Jay Z, um, and we give you updates on what's going on. So let's just say there's not a lot going on that's new um, with the Carters besides them being in the U.S. And adding um, new songs from Everything Everything is Love. Um, every couple shows and new costumes. Zarina is still killing in the game. Um, June Ambrose is still ki- updating Jay-Z's wardrobe. So there's a lot of newness there. But I'm sure you follow June Ambrose. I do. She is so she's a really interesting person she's like one of my favorite people <laughs> she has like this really bubbly and kind of like playful personality she's, she knows she's blessed and she just like dances around she and just lives her best life she was like dancing around on instagram like backstage it's just she's i love really, her she's like the cutest she's my favorite. but i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go on no it's fine um the talent right now though behind the scenes with the beyonce is really strong so like in terms of the creative so i'm been very impressed um and headline there with the tour is it actually was reported on a few outlets and I confirmed in my research that a school in um, where six, was it? Six schools. Six schools, I'm sorry. South Carolina. In South Carolina will be expecting heavy traffic. Um, so they're in the, in the area. So they're actually saying we're going to do a half day and we're going to close so the kids will can go home. Um, and get ready for the concert. The funny thing going. is, I thought that it was because the con- like to let them like have time to get no. ready for the show. And then when I read, I was like, oh, well, that actually. Well, makes they said a lot that basically sense. there's gonna be a lot of congestions, and they're worried well, yeah. about the buses right. getting stuck in that. And apparently, the stadium can accommodate upwards to eighty thousand people. That feels like a lot. Is that how much people? Yeah, are it's there? a football stadium. That's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Um, so they're just worried about the congestion. So like, bravo! I just would, uh, wish I could have like a half day at work and not have to take PTO to go to the concert. But I'm just saying, it's all right. <laughs> like we're gonna be off the whole week. I'm going to Vancouver and Seattle. So yeah, that's gonna be a moment. It's gonna be several. I can't but wait to report on it. I am still reeling from the Vogue cover. Oh yes, and the, there's been new things. And I know you movies. were looking for it, bitch. I went. I've been going over to the um the Barnes and looking she is for the tired magazine, of me. Every cover. time I walk in, she's like, "Hey, we don't have it." Like she knows. Like she's over me. I don't know her name. I'm gonna call her Rebecca. Um, she's like, hey. I'm like, hey, girl. She's like, we don't mm-hmm. have it. And I'm like, oh fuck. I just walked all the way. Well, over you would here. think she would know when it was coming, though. No, because she said, oh, usually it's like between the 14th and 16th. So what's today? The 14th. So I ran my my ass right over to the Barnes and Nobles, and they didn't have it. Well, I just read today that um, it is available in L. A. and in New York City today. So New York City and L. A. If y'all listening, yes. slot through our DMs. So y'all and can cop that us. now. 
one. We'll send you the address, and I will Venmo you. Dramatic. Okay. But it, it goes nationwide on um, August 21st. That's too far from So now. that's actually, ironically, it's um, or coincidentally, it's the same night as they're stopping mm-hmm, South Carolina. they said... Uh-huh. <laughs> Boss. But I have to say, in uh-huh. a little ahead, bit of research that I was doing... Did they, did um, they release more of the article? Because I, I, I think maybe the whole article is available online. Oh. Um, but there was one... So it's interesting because this essay um, is broken up into different segments. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one is entitled Opening Doors. Yes. And when I read this, I was just like, see, this is a Beyonce we all have been waiting for. But apparently not everyone has, but go ahead. So, you know, just to kind of give you an idea, she says, until there is a mosaic of perspectives coming from different ethnicities behind Mm. the lens, we will continue to have a narrow approach and view of what the world actually looks like. Mm. And she goes on to say that's why she wanted to work with Tyler Mitchell. He is the 23-year-old African-American photographer that she worked with. First in, I think, 126 years Mm. for Vogue. Um, She goes on to say, when I first started 21 years ago, I was told that it was hard for me to get onto covers of magazines because black people did not sell. Clearly, that has been proven a myth. Not only is an African-American on the cover of the most important month for Vogue, this is the first ever Vogue cover shot by an African-American photographer. And in the last part of this, uh-huh. um, just to drive it home, yeah, drive she it says, home. it's important to me that I help open doors for younger artists. Oh, yes. There are so many cultural and societal barriers to entry that I like to do what I can to mm-hmm. level the playing field. Use your platform. To present a different point of view for people who may feel are you reading the whole like article? their Damn. voices don't matter. So I just thought that that was like so powerful. interesting and, and, and really powerful coming from someone who's kind of like, you know, arguably at the top of the game. Yeah. And, you know, there have been many, you know, criticisms that have been, um, you know, lodged against Beyonce Child. throughout her career. And I think that she's just reached this sweet spot right now. And um, stay tuned. We may actually be, um, you know, digging up? into that topic in the future oh, yes. as like a whole episode just Ooh, on Beyonce. Uh, so, I'm you know, you know, just, just I'm staying tuned. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that that uh, was Archie, really back. That was <laughs> I don't even know what that was. <laughs> that was a really um, great part of the article. So I'm actually really looking forward to when ready. Jay buys it so I can read it. Because I was on about two. <laughs> we only need one, one for me, one for you. We only need one. Well, you know what? I'll buy two. Okay, well, you Supporting, I guess. The queen. But moving on, so that's keeping up. Told you it was sweet and short. We will continue to keep up with them. Um, But for anyone who doesn't know, um, yay, Kanye West. Unfiltered Unbothered is our next segment. Easy. Yes. Child, we're going to just. Unfiltered Unbothered. We're going to rant on some bullshit. So he was on Jimmy Kimmel Live this week. Yes. And um, he took some time to answer a question. Lots of time. That Jimmy. And, and, you know, as some background for anyone who doesn't know, Jimmy has been um, kind of atypically political since. Uh, Trump has actually um, yes. entered the White House. I mean, most of late night. There was this. Was just, like, there was this whole thing with like um, the health care when they were trying to kill Obamacare and mm, his, otherwise his known child, as the Affordable yeah. Care Act, but Obamacare for most laymen. Um, oh, and he came out shirt. and he said that you know his son had a condition. So like there was this whole thing, um, and he has actually had run-ins. Jimmy Kimmel has with the president on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so as has uh, pretty much anyone that says Trump well not is Kanye troll. well not Kanye well they ha- they've had interactions on Twitter but, but it's they been haven't been yeah but they haven't been negative 
Um, so he appeared, um, he being Kanye, appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And, um, and Jimmy went in. He said, yes, I mean, you've should. so famously and so powerfully said George W. You Bush all about these doesn't today. care about black people. It makes me wonder what makes you think that Donald Trump does or any people at all. And for anyone who actually saw it mm-hmm. or watched the clip, it was it was a lot. Kanye kind of got stuck on stupid, just like he did when he was on TMZ, and he's just kind of like sitting there, and he's like looking off into the distance. And then Jimmy says, "We need to go to a commercial break." So I believe that like where Kanye and um, Forty Five are alike is when someone pushes them back, when someone challenges, yeah, them. they they shut down because they're not able to. Um, communicate in a way that is like listening and a conversation. It's more of a a dictatorship and like this is the truth. This is because I my said it truth, is. right? And you should believe it. Right. Versus, oh, this is my truth. Let me hear your truth. Oh, maybe we should meet somewhere in the middle. And versus, like what you just said is ridiculous. Yeah, like <laughs> and Kanye, like I I firmly believe that Kanye is just lost. Um, I'm confused on why lost and needing to find his way back or like lost for good. I think that as long as he'll be married to Kim, this is the Kanye we're going to receive. So are you blaming Kim? I think Kim is part of it. I believe that Kim is part of it. And the reason why I blame her, not because I don't like her. I blame her because Kanye is unstable. Kanye needs a support system. Very true. And someone that will, not be a yes man or yes woman, right? Yeah. His wife, someone that is is there, constant, should be that person that shakes him and says, bitch, take your medication. Right. Get your mind right. You know what I wonder about Kanye? I wonder how much interaction he has with his like family. I don't I don't I mean I know that his dad and him had issues. And then he had then he's um on the Life of Pablo. Yeah. Talk about some issues he had, like with a cousin or something, with a laptop yeah, with or the some laptop. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, that's what I wonder. Like, is his only support system the, the fucking K Clan? Probably. I mean, that's because if the that's the case, then I mean, I just believe this is the Kanye that we're going to have to, it's going to be for the remainder of their marriage and probably even after that. Because if it did, ha- if they were to break up, Kanye would be broken. Yeah. Because he's obsessed over her. The obsession is. Is is disgusting, and it's even more disgusting when after this interview that he did, he released some song, and he not only is obsessed apparently allegedly with his wife, he also like glorifies that he has these sexual fantasies about all of his um, sister in laws. That's fucking disgusting. Sisters in law. Yeah. What was the song? <laughs> it was called Ecstasy. Ecstasy. X T C Y. I mean, I just want to know, is he okay? I mean, I think we know the answer to that, and, and it's fuck no. Like, and, and sometimes, even if you believe that about your sister-in-laws, um, not everything is meant for everybody to know. Well, you know I have the actual um, Please, lyrics. tell me, because you always got quotes. <laughs> you always got, got sick quotes. thoughts? I got more of them. Mm-mm. You got a sister-in-law? You would, you would smash? I got four of them. Mm. Wes says in the opening so this is in the opening lines of yeah. the song setting the stage and he says damn those are your sisters you did something unholy to them pictures oh damn you need to be locked up nah you need a bigger hot tub I don't get it me either but I mean I don't get any and of it they didn't it. do anything but the pictures they went to the doctor I, I mean I, I, I don't I don't get any of it 
unholy. How, wait, is that how, wait? If you, you've done, you're something unholy with them pictures, like like masturbating to pictures of your. But here's my question: of is, your sisters? How is how is yeah? <laughs> how is how does Kim allow this behavior? Like, why does she allow this behavior? Because uh, she must think it's okay. She must think it's okay. Because you know what? And you know what? I'm giving he's an I'm artist. Giving, I'm giving her too much benefit. Jay, he's an artist. She was a sex. He a has porn to be star. allowed to. She to, was to a glorified art. porn star. So <laughs> I guess that is just. Yeah, that base. Oh, that's true. I didn't think about that. Maybe they are boinking each other. I love <laughs> boinking as the description. <laughs> boink boink. But I also believe that. I just I get I'm worried for Kanye. And, and and wait so wait for this so the, I'm also worried for their kids. But the accompanying accompanying cover art is the photo of um, Kim, yeah, Chloe, Courtney, Kylie, Where? and Kendall at Kylie's 21st birthday party. Oh yeah, like that is so fucked. That's like, disgusting. It's so fucked up. It's so weird. It's just. I don't know. I'm just over his antics. I really am. I f- feel like he's one of those artists that we should be we should be happy that w- those of us living today experience him in his prime because from <laughs> here on out, it is oh, it I is a, before it his is, mother passed. It is it is de- death becomes it. It's just not gonna ha- nothing. Nothing is worth it. Ye was not a banging album. It came and went. Um, it didn't get as much press as Did you his say other- ye? Yeah. You know that was a title of one of our pods. Who I the know. fuck is ye? I know. It's yay. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> so bitches go back and read and listen. But I think you, you know made who- a good point earlier, though, when what? you said Tell that um, Kanye and um, President Shitstein are really similar. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, whenever they're challenged, they really don't necessarily have the words. Yeah, they don't. To back up, you know, whatever their position is. <clears throat> because they don't have that power, though. right? Because they, you know, they just—I guess maybe their their minds don't work that way. I guess. Um, but it's interesting because after the Kimmel um, show, what Kanye said was, um, oh, okay. "On Jimmy Kimmel, we had a great oh, time having a dialogue." I'm reading that I was stumped by a question. Let me clarify the clickbait. I, I wasn't stumped. I wasn't given a chance to answer the question. The question mm-hmm. was so important, I took time to think, and then I was hit with a let's go to commercial break. I, that interview showed strong personalities with different opinions, having a civil conversation. But you know what the funny thing is? He still hasn't answered the fucking question. And you know what's really interesting? Following his Twitter is just about as messy as following 45s. So Kanye, just get your life. Right, and of course, then the, pres- then the president was um, you know, very positive about this of interview. Of course. Oh fuck them! Of course, fuck them. But both. you know what? At the end of the day, I think that like Kanye, Kanye is one of very few black people that um, vocally pro- support President Trump. Uh, especially now um, that he's lost Amarosa. And then yeah, and speaking of Amarosa, child, <laughs> that's the next topic. Amarosa is out here just thirsty, <laughs> like she walking through the Sahara Desert. I can't um, help but let this. This uh, is okay, so let's just talk crazy. about this topic. So she has a book <laughs> so coming crazy. out called Unhinged, kind of like her career. Um, she no, but there's more Unhinged, an insider's account of the Trump White House. So this bitch is going around with her iPhone six, recording bitches <laughs> and meeting. And she's I'm been sure doing she it. has a ten. She's been doing it since 2006. 
So he's been doing what since 2006? Recording people. So I recording people or recording what? Trump. Recording people. So what I, people? Uh, pe- let me tell you, bitch. <laughs> Keep cutting me off. I'm gonna cut you. Okay, you don't need no more to drink over there, pouring out the rest of the alcohol. So I waiting for you at the um, train station. Mm-hmm. Um, that you told me you was gonna be there. At the, but we don't talk about that. I sent you my. Um, I was already route. on the train. Bitch. I sent you my route. I was already on the train. Okay, well you know, okay. bitches I can't got, tell the train. Bitches got jobs. Okay, and their jobs. So I'm a, I listen to every Amarosa interview she's had since her Meet the Press interview on Sunday. Did you? And oh, I'm intrigued. Amarosa started at me Meet more. the Press, uh-huh. um, where that was probably the most civilized interview she had this week. Who was hosting? Do you know? Do you remember? I don't remember the white guy. Um, <laughs> They're all white guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not so, all, but mostly. In watching all the Amarosa videos, there are some similarities with her behavior on the press as her friend Monique, where how she will address the person and shade them in a respectful way is you that she starts with their name. Or she'll go, first of all, Don, or whatever their name is. Like what she did to Wendy. Yes. So, like, that's Wendy what she'll start yeah. with. And that's how she does it in a more articulate, educated way. And how she feels like she's not being shady. She's just addressing the person by name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I've seen it. So, I, I know people that are not Omarosa that do this shit. So, <laughs> she proceeds on Meet the Press to tell them, like, the the news that she'd recorded when she was getting fired by, um, what's his name? Um... Kelly. Kelly. Um, and Chief they, of Staff. Chief of Staff. And she said that they were going into the Situation Room, which my guess is the Situation Room is like what we saw on Scandal, where it basically, you go in and it's like a metal door closes and you can't exit. Like something like that. Right. You don't so, have to guess. It's definitely like a secure room within mm-hmm. the White House where like when shit goes down, like that's where the president and the cabinet go. And she go. had said that she had not had a meeting with him since starting um, working in the White House. So this was her first interaction where he had set up a meeting with her and she knew if they were going into the situation room, shit was about to get messy. So she proceeded. I, she didn't declare how she recorded because they asked. They asked I thought it was on her phone. She didn't declare. It was on her phone. But she recorded. Oh, so has she not said that it was on her phone? She's not. She had not said oh, how. Oh, that's, inter- that's um, really interesting. She also said she's been doing this since she was asked to be a part of the campaign in 2016, in which she has a um, recorded call with um, some of the high powers on the campaign um, group when the discussion about him um, Trump's use of the N-word first was released to the news, saying that he had used it during... Um, during the apprentice. the apprentice and they were like and that NBC had to what tapes. they were trying to do as a group for the um, the campaign was like if it comes out um, here's how we have to spin it they were they were talking about and it she and, was involved in and this she was discussion. involved in this discussion okay. helping and, them spin it or but she kept saying that she didn't think he said it and that she had a soft spot for him because she grew up in a town where she was not very fortunate and she dreamt of being a billionaire like Trump. Bitch, you're and still unfortunate so in a different way. I, I share all this because she's been doing this to 2016. Let's just talk about her latest interview with good old Gail King uh, on the that's a, that's the Today Show. One of the shows. Um, one of the morning shows. So, Are you sure Gail interviewed her? Gail was a part of a panel of interviewers. There, oh, okay. There were three people. 
um, and they were asking her about her book. And Gail flat out said I think said she's on her, CBS, Gail. Gail. Yes, it is CBS because yeah, the CBS book actually, morning. also the book is actually, um, her deal is through, uh, CBS owns the publishing company. Okay. So, oh, so they Gail, probably had to give that disclaimer. Mm-hmm. So okay. Gail had said to her, this feels like blackmail. Oh, uh, and those were her words, and and what was the and, retort? Um, Rosa said, "Well, well, Gail, this is me protecting myself as a black woman. You know that I I had to protect myself because had I not had these tapes, um, everyone would question whether my words were true. Bitch, we're she still said, questioning whether your she words said are every true. Quote, every, when you read my book, unhinged, <laughs> she kept saying, she said, Gail." Um, you will see quotes, oh and those quotes can, are facts, and I have tapes oh to prove God, it. I can't. What I have to say about Amarosa, all that said, is, is this. What? Okay, yes, I'm ready. You We're have, all ready. You have gone on news cycles for years, since 2016, 2017, and as early as this this earlier this year saying that this president in which you have been friends with since 2004 is not a racist now all of a sudden we're supposed to believe you august and also um one of the interviews shaded her and said that why all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they have i actually took a screenshot of Mm -hmm. what one of the reporters said let me get this out that now she She's going around saying she has these tapes. Which interview was that? This actually, so it's not an interview. The New York Reporter came out, okay, and they wrote they wrote an article. Um, Jel Jelani Cobb is the writer, and she wait, wrote who was the what's the outlet? New York, the New Yorker, the New Yorker. Okay, so the body of work was the the essay or article was called "The Lesson of Amoroso's New Trump Book." Okay, and he said. Her realization, she said, I'm sorry, her realization about Trump's outlook appears to have emerged at a point during her book deal. That's not graduated. Um, gradu- oh, gra- I can't even speak. <laughs> That's not a gradual awakening. It's a glacial, self-interested one. So she is on this whole press tour talking to people that she didn't... Um, know about she didn't hear the tapes where trump said the n-word until the book was closed and she had already submitted it for for publication this actually kind of reminds me of the whole um controversy with roseanne and abc and how like you know abc hired roseanne to do you know a reboot of her show knowing that she was highly fucking problematic and it's the same type of thing where it's like Okay, so Amoroso went to work for someone who may or may not have used the N-word, who clearly does not have really anyone's best interest at heart other than his own and that of his family. And now all of a sudden she wants to throw her arms up and be like, oh, well, actually, guys, he's a really horrible person. We can't have she empathy. is also a really horrible yeah, we can't have, And that's why I think her biggest person. challenge in this press tour is that people have a hard time finding, having empathy for her because she of has not presented herself to be a likable person. Right, the same woman who who caused a ruckus in the Nordstrom in yes. um in DC Tyson's, Tyson's corner. corner the same the same woman who brought 30 of like her bridesmaids into the White House without permission yes i mean it's just really really interesting to me because 
now all of a sudden to your point we're supposed to believe that she has some type of integrity that she has not actually earned and it's like if he's so horrible why'd you go to work for him because you had a soft spot for him all of a sudden you're ridiculous that does not hold any water i'll tell you why you did it you did it because you're a power hungry unethical unctuous bitch who would step over her mother to get ahead that's why and you know what's even crazier is when you look at this headline because you look at her conversation of what she's going around talking about and then you look at trump's response is he's dogging her out he's pretty well, much of course he is he does that to everyone trash. yeah and a but dog he's done and all this. these things let's just list all the black people he's done this to and these are just a short list lebron james mm-hmm. colin from kaepernick kaepernick mm-hmm. lavar ball <laughs> and Maxine Walters. Yes. All of which... Don't forget Don Lemon. Oh, Don Lemon. That's all one of, of his favorite targets. Not only has he dogged them, he has insulted their intelligence. Yeah. And, these, and he has not done that to, let's just say... Remember that rapper Eminem when he was on a BET Cypher? And he had Did this he ever say anything nothing, about Eminem? Nothing. So, Trump, we may not know if you said the N-word, but every tweet you send where you are minimizing these successful black people... You're saying the animal without But you know it. what? Let's stay on Amorosa because here's the thing. I'm waiting. So, in my opinion, there is a special place in hell for someone who will sell her soul to the likes of President Shitstein for money and power. Mm-hmm. It's like Stormy Daniels has more integrity than the likes of an Amorosa Manigo or Manigo or however the fuck you pronounce her it's name. It's the same person that won her previous fiance. Well, I forget his name. Wasn't he in that I one movie? He oh, was like the, oh, the one that died. Guy, the one that passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, he was in the Green where Mile. She was, yeah, where she was yeah. basically like glorifying his death. Uh, and his family allegedly said that she was not um, very nice to them after their son and whomever that they're how they related had passed away. But, you know, I, the part of me is like, you know, the universe will take care of someone like this. Uh, ain't that like she makes me sick. She's a disgrace. She'll I go down in history book. as a don't disgrace. buy her book. y'all. And she don't. was never invited to the damn barbecue anyway, because she's the worst kind of Uncle Tom. But after this like embarrassing display. Her ass is banned. I feel like her potato salad probably has ketchup in it. Next. So that's Amarosa. Um, I actually forced Ray over the weekend to watch a documentary. I absolutely love how you... So you're um, you're ahead. a revisionist when it oh, comes to history. Revisionist. You are. It's funny how it's just like things will happen... And then, like, I was there for it. And then, yes. like, you'll tell the story later, and I'll be like, that's not how that fucking went down. Bitch. That's not how that happened. Well, no, see, let's say this. So, we were watching. Do you remember something. how it actually happened? I'm testing you. It was actually Explain. on. I think yes. it was on Instagram. Whose Instagram? Uh, your Instagram? No. Who? My Instagram? Shout out to Kira. Oh, Kira. Kira's. <laughs> well, it was on your end. You saw it on there. Your feed. Well, that, okay, yes, it was in my okay. feed. That mm-hmm. is true. And you're a revisionist. Yes, yes. Kira is our good, good one of our good, good girlfriends from Philly. And she had posted about it. And she had posted a picture of somebody whose ass was like busted. Like a crater. Yeah, she had crater. So let's talk about it. So ass. it's called, the BG documentary is called, what is it called? It is called Dangerous Curves. Yeah, oh, no, I'm da- sorry. Killer Curves. Killer Curves. Killer Curves. Get it right. So it basically, and not to be confused with our engineer, Killer Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it basically is about 
it docu- it's an hour documentary, super quick and easy to watch. Lala Anthony is an executive producer, and, and she um, does, like, I guess you'll call, like, the moderating of it, or... She's, like, the narrator. The narrator. And do we say BET? BET, yes. Okay. So it's about... It documents... Um, in, in a quick hour, it documents the obsession with black culture, specifically the curves of a black woman. So it talks about how going dating back to even during slave times um, with um, the Venus hot and top. Yes. Thank you. Google yeah. it. Um, and it's horrifying. It is. And then it talks about like the early 2000s when all of these songs that were coming out, back that thing up, like songs like that, where it was basically about um, the video, the visuals and the lyrics were all about big asses. And, and the rise video of the vixens. video vixen, yes. So, some video vixens were interviewed. Kay Michelle was in it, and they were talking about how they will go get silicone uh, in their butt, um, and it, because it was not um, approved by the, I guess it's the the um, health board, FDA. Yeah, they were going to the black market, which I hate that it's called the black market. It's when you think about that, is that racial? Probably. Um, Did you read the um, autobiography of Malcolm X? No. We need to get that for you. Okay. Go on. So when they were talking about it, like people were saying like people would basically fill their ass with like fix a flat. Um, <laughs> they literally said that. Wait, they did? Yes. I mean, I was going, I have to be honest. I like, was going literally. in and out. And like I have, I have used that like fix a flat no, line. No, they literally said for like the doctor <laughs> Nicki Minaj had said before when because you can actually get it removed. Um, and it takes it's very expensive and very painful. K. Michelle documented in the documentary, and she said that the doctors had said I that mean last, some but. of the stuff in her were blends of fix a flat. In K. Michelle, yes. Wait, wait, wait. So K. Michelle didn't like have. Okay, so let me go back. Let me go back because yes, I do want to just clarify one thing. And it, it's great because w- sometimes when you watch shit like this, like you think that it's gonna be just like this total like voyeuristic. Stupid. Like, yeah, you, you think you're just gonna be like you know titillated by it for lack of a <laughs> of a better term. You know, without actually learning. <laughs> Titillation without titillation without education. Okay, like because a lot of us, I think we go into these types of things wanting you know titties to be rubbed, not right. Like we're wanting it to be a guilty pleasure and not expecting to actually learn anything. But what they what they actually went over in this documentary is that so any of the inject none of the injections are approved by the FDA. No. So the only things that are approved by the FDA would be either an implant which would be like silicone, which would be just like a breast implant, but just putting an implant in your ass, or fat transfer, which is where you literally have fat sucked out of one part of your body and then shot into your ass. Mm. So that's so interesting to me that K. Michelle... So K. Michelle must have had her shit done before she became like K. Michelle. No, she said that she started in the beginning of her career because she saw um, butts in the early 2000s. You don't need any more alcohol. Um, she saw butts in the early 2000s as being a way of like women were being lusted after that and she wanted to be lusted as an artist so she did this she also said she became this she got this dysphoria 
um, dysmorphia. Dysmorphia. That yes. when she would look in the mirror, even though as much fix a flat she had in her butt, she <laughs> didn't think it was enough. And she said she went from her butt, then she started getting injections on her hips. Yeah, because you have to, because then it makes it a little more real. Then she started real. getting it in her thighs. Yeah. So she was getting it all the way down. And she said she would go into the black market because she was like, the doctors wouldn't do what I wanted them to do, and right. I wanted it done. Uh, okay. Um, and it's just really interesting because, like, multiple people were being interviewed about this obsession with it being not being enough. And even right. when, and even black, this one black woman, um, she had got injections, and it got so because when they injected her, it went into her veins. It got so bad she lost her her feet and her hands. That's insane. So, like, she went to the hospital and she was in a coma. And when she opened up, when she um, woke up, was it because whatever was being injected in her got into her bloodstream? She woke up and her family was all around her, and she was like, "What's going on?" Well, her hands and her feet were wrapped and under the covers, and no one would let her see them. So then, like a day or two later, she, when someone had left the room, she looked at them and she like freaked out, and she ended up losing them. So it's a, it's a really good documentary. I feel like I walked away with a more learn, more educational view on why and also the impact of doing it. Is this a one time thing? Is it, it a documentary? It's just series? a one documentary like okay. hour movie. So watch it okay. really quick to watch. Um, thank you to Kira. She put us on. Yes, ain't nobody putting no fucking water balloons in my ass or fix a flat. Okay, my thing is like, how does that feel? You're sitting on something that like you weren't born with in your body. I mean, like breasts are one thing because it's like you can lay all different kinds of way. You have to sit on your ass sometimes. There's there's like no other way for you to sit in a chair, you know, other than on your ass. I mean, I definitely this weekend we watched a lot of TV. Did you realize that? We always we like we like TV. Like the other show we watched this weekend was the Random Acts of Flyness. TV is one of our things. Like we it is. we like do it that. Is. We're like, gonna together. do reviews of a bunch of new TV shows coming up and probably yeah. in the coming weeks. I mean, it's um, interesting because you know sometimes people think that that's bad. Like, oh my god, you watch so much TV, and I'm like, fuck you, I like TV. Oh, so fuck you, and I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I'm like, I'm a couch. I like to be titillated. I, I'm a couch potato as much as I can be because you know, as anyone who listens knows, we have a pretty full social calendar yeah, but bitch when I can I am on that sofa watching that TV I know there's TV. so much good shows out guys love yes. is watch that shout uh, out oh, yeah. to that show mm. um, but random acts of flyness we yes. watch and it's one of those shows that I have to say um, for me it, you have to be in the right headspace to start watching it cause and you what really, headspace is that you really need to pay attention and you need to like listen and watch so do you and, need to have like an edit <laughs> I don't know if you need an edible. edible. <laughs> you are like on this whole edible. Moment. I am not. I mean, I just you know we mentioned it yet. It's fine. <laughs> but no, it's. I recommend watching it. Uh, we watched. Excuse me, one episode. Oh, and um, for people who are in places where that's not legal, I wasn't talking to you. No, sorry. Come to Seattle. <laughs> we waiting. Um, but yes, random acts of flyness. Yeah, so you have to be in the right headspace. So, like, what were your thoughts on it? Because I feel like you were watching half watching. So, no, no, I was actually really like watching it, and it's it's. So here's the thing: it's an HBO series. It's very new. We only watched um, episode one. And the interesting thing that I feel about the show is that a show like this would probably never have been greenlit even by HBO, if Atlanta weren't such a big hit. And I'll tell you why I feel that way. It's as if someone took the most, like, 
idiosyncratic and surreal episodes of Atlanta. For anybody who watches Atlanta, sometimes Atlanta goes a little left. Yes. You know, like the the first season they had a full episode that was all about like ads. Yeah, infomercials. And it was like, it was so weird because you're just like, Okay, what does this have to do with the show? And it's like it doesn't have anything to do like with the, the first show. episode with the, like, Grim that's the whole Reaper, point. I was like, oh my, right? So this is a very, very left of center show. It's also super political and deals yes. like really squarely. Um, in the first episode, at least, with police killing unarmed black people. Yes, which you know, in a way, is kind of jarring, but in you know, in a different way, just kind of like this is really interesting what they're doing. It's very different than anything yes. else. So I'm kind of eager to see where it goes, even though. Like it's it's certainly not a straightforward show, no, and it's not going to be for back. everybody. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it's so fucking cool that black people are being allowed to explore. This We're living space. in a time where I, like this is a beautiful time to be black and be creative. It really is. It really is, and that's a perfect example of that. Is insecure. Yes. So shout out to Adrian. Or Adrienne. We always want to say Adrienne, and I feel like you, you correct me. Yeah, it's Adrienne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, shout out. She from the ATL Stomp. Oh, hey. How you doing? Uh, she DM'd us, because, you know, she listens and does what we ask she her does. to do. She- <laughs> no I think she shade. listens, like, every week. Thanks. She does. She sends us a, re- a recap every Wednesday. Yes. But she had DM'd us and was like, talk about Insecure. <laughs> and she was like, you need to talk about Insecure. She also said, fuck Kanye. Um, <laughs> she basically was, she's going to be on the show one week. We oh, she will for out. sure. But to give my um, opinion of the show. Now, this is, insecure. so for Insecure, I, now this is one that I wasn't paying like super close attention to it. It was, it, this. I feel like this episode was like setting the stage for the season. So I, it wasn't. I agree. I agree. And I think that it was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be setting the stage for the fact, first of all, that Lawrence is not going to be yes. featured this season. And that Issa, spoiler alert, just so everyone knows, skip to the next section. Mm-hmm. Um, Issa definitely has feelings for Daniel. She does, and which is still hella messy. I mean, it's been messy, though. Okay, why are you even staying with your ex? And I mean, can we even call him her ex? Like... I mean, but are I they exes say, or former fuck buddies? Like I don't know. I, like I don't know what to call them. What's interesting is I feel like as as successful as Molly is, Molly and Issa on the show are kind of in the same personal headspace. They make horrible decisions about their romantic life. Um, mm, I and didn't that, think about it that way. And that, like Issa, like, yes. <laughs> and Issa, like I live for Issa. Like Issa is the shit. Like personally and in the show. But Molly is just messy. I like, did not. I, you know, that's really interesting that you said that because the one thing that I did write down was I'm eager to see where Molly is going to end Molly, up. Molly, she basically she's in this weird like third wheel on no, a bicycle. Babe, on the end place. of the end of the episode, she asked for her key back. I know. Said, I saw that. I remember. Like, in, because um, do you really think that's going to be the end of it? Because I don't. I think so. I don't. Because I think that I think that Joe is a complete douchebag. She likes that beige peen. She'll be, but it's fine because be you know what? At the end of she'll the day, she'll be back. And I also cyber. I love that she is actually a virgin in real life, and she plays a very sexual person on the show. Um, so shout out, to, shout out to Insecure, uh, and shout out to Adrian. I just feel like my favorite part of this episode though was the lift ride when she was like, "It's a party lift." When Kendra got. Uh, um. And of course, you know his government. <laughs> but no, and they were like, "Hey, it's a party, live." And she's like, "Wait, fine. um, Kendrick, 
is from um, How to Get Away with Murder. That's mm-hmm. the light I know skin with from. light eyes. Yeah, he was the one who was like screwing his like Asian adopted sister on the child. Thing. That's nasty. <laughs> but it was that was my favorite part. Again, we we like TV. It was my favorite part. Of, <laughs> it was my favorite part of the show. Do you think that was your favorite part? No, that wasn't my favorite part. Oh, okay. I I mean I don't really have a favorite part. I just think that. Again, this this particular episode was kind of setting us up for it I was foreshadowing. It was foreshadowing for, it. for the future. I do not think that Molly is um, done with Dre. Is that his name? Dro. I don't Dro. I don't think she's done with him. You know who I'm ready for though? The good good girlfriend, the one that is funny. What's her name? Yeah, Kelly. I'm ready for Kelly. Right. I'm so ready yes, for Kelly. Kelly. You know she's developing a uh, show of her own. Kelly's my favorite. And you know that she actually was a writer on SNL. She tried out for SNL and didn't get it. But she was writing for them. She was writing for them, and then I she left her. them. To come to insecure, and then she wasn't supposed Literally to be still on the show. Her. Grow, okay, grow. Every okay, twenty eighteen. It's, it's all about her. <laughs> so, so yes, we would say if you insecure. have HBO or if you're like borrowing HBO, because like it. that seems to be a thing. People borrow like HBO. They Hulu, borrow Netflix. Netflix. I'm not about that shade. life. I'm a little too old for that. But Ooh, you know, shady. So no shade. That is unfiltered, unbothered. <laughs> you know, set your DVR, yes. cancel Kanye, and do not buy Amarosa's book. Boom. That is the section. Yeah, I would say cancel Amarosa, but the bitch was never greenlit. Okay, so, so shuffle and repeat is our next section, and that is a section in which we talk about music. It's not a lot going on in music right now. We have There's some plenty going on in music. They, we have some updates. We have some um some reviews and we have some horrible news um so we'll start with the um new music so Ro james came out with a new song um mm-hmm. that song in which is called excuse me mm-hmm. um he is a singer songwriter he the song is actually um tricky stewart is involved in the song really yeah which i found an interesting fact no it makes sense to me that makes sense i guess um, but Roe actually had his big moment um, with his first EP called Smoke. Um, and he was on an R&B tour which, with um, BJ the Chicago Kid. Um, there's going to be a album that's coming out. And he's touring with one of my favorites, Jesse J. Um, so, oh, is he opening for Yeah, her? he's opening. So I'm excited oh, okay. to see him. Because we saw him at Essence two years ago uh, at the convention center. He sounded really good. So this you, song, I'm here for. And it. you think he's cute? So that I'm helps. here for the song. Mm-hmm. I like his sense of style. He has a really good sense of style. Sidebar: You think Blake Griffin is cute? This is something we talked about on the pod last. We can night. talk about that later. That was really surprising to me because he is so not cute. But what is your thoughts <laughs> on the song? Because I okay, like. Okay, fine. We'll take it offline. So this song is odd to me because it sounds like a Nick Jonas song. I can see that. And I'm not really um, all that accustomed to hearing, um, I'm just going to say, a black artist singing a song that sounds like a Nick Jonas song the way I would expect Nick Jonas to sing it. Mm. Like, if they're singing it, then I would expect them to sing it and make it, like, their own and do a little something Mm. more with it because Ro James has a much stronger voice than Nick Jonas does. But, I mean, I don't hate it. I just won't be adding it to any of my playlists. I agree. I mean, I was here for it. Um, That's fine. okay. Listen to it. I, I created. Li- I have. A we playlist. don't share a, a brain. We don't. We surely Sometimes don't. Sometimes we share a bed. Um, that's a lie. <laughs> I was about to say, wait, when did that happen? So what? What's the next song we all talk about? It's the Rumaler, right? Rumaler. I really want you to stop mispronouncing his name. What's his name? Okay, my name. My my government is a little tough for people sometimes, so you know I sympathize. Okay, it's R Lamar. Oh yeah, but I mean it is weird. It's R dot L U M dot R, but it's pronounced R Lamar. And he released some. Um, a couple of songs i guess you may, might want to call it a mini ep 
It's two songs. There were two songs week. right yeah. here, and I need to know. Yeah. Um, right here is cute. It's right kinda, here is definitely more. It feels like an alternative R and B. For me, it sounds like for world right music. So like, it felt kind of like Drake-ish. Oh yeah, Because yeah. there's okay. I don't know what's the, what that instrument is like a fucking I don't know what is it. I don't know, child. You know, I'm I'm doing the it right conga? now with my hands. It's not a Congo. It's uh-huh. the other thing. There are mallets, okay, and you play okay. the you play oh, the like thing. In Jamaica. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's uh-huh. sounds, it's like that. Like the metal in the drums. Background. Metal drums. <laughs> it's not metal drums. It's the thing. Okay, well, what's your review? On the almost song? like a xyl- almost like a xylophone, but it's not, not music. But it's not a xylophone. I mean, you know, but we try to make sure we know what we're talking about. Okay. Um. So right here was cute. You know, that's something that I definitely will put on the playlist. And then I need to know is a bit more straightforward contemporary R and B. And I do like Arlamar's voice, and I actually really like the vocal arrangement um, for "I Need to Know." I thought yeah. it was kind of cool. It's, I mean, I, it, I listened to it a few times. He's giving I, me a little bit of Beyonce, you know, a little like fast talking. I liked it. Yeah, I listened to it a few times. I, I didn't add it to a playlist. Is that shady? No. But we'll add it to our August playlist. You're a grown ass so man. You can make do sure what you, you listen want. to our uh, July playlist right now on. <laughs> What's it on Spotify? So, <laughs> oh, I meant to add songs to that. I'll do it. I'll do it by tomorrow. It's yeah. Fine. Well, no, August is not released, really bitch. So let's talk no, about. No, I feel like we should add the them. next gal, and her name is gal. One Two Step Sierra. That's your white side. The next gal. Sierra released a new song. <laughs> um, this is her second song single from an album in which we don't have a release date. Um, so it's called Freak Me, um, featuring Tenno. Uh, it's an Afro. Techno or techno? Techno. Techno. I'm that should sorry. be a K. It's an Afro pop banger, <laughs> and it's a follow up to her. Who first referred to it as that? I don't know. <laughs> um, her first song called "Level Up," which she should still be promoting. That I don't know why she released a new song. Still be promoting it. I mean, she only promoted it on social media. So that, that feels dumb. Um, also, there's a lot of drama around about this song. What's the drama? the sample in which the alleged drama that she stole the music from someone. Um, remember I sent you that clip on um, Instagram? Where they I don't the- need to remember. I have research. So oh, I do did. that. Tell me. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, tell okay, me. Okay, good. <laughs> so, Freak Me actually is a bop, first of all. Not when I heard it, I was like, okay, yes, I'm all about this. <laughs> And it was released this past Friday. Um, But fans were quick to point out the similarity between the rhythm of Freak Me and um, a a Nigerian singer-songwriter, Tiwa Savage. Oh, yes. Um, Not no relation to 21 Savage. Right. No, not at all. Because those aren't real names. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, before... (laughs) And I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't know if it's before NKO or before Inko or... But this was Tiwa Savage's song, which was released in 2015 on her album, which was entitled R.E.D. or Red. So it's interesting because when you actually listen to the two... It sounds lyrically the exact words. The chorus is almost identical besides a slight lyric change because in Tiwa's song, she says Freak of the Week. And in Sierra's song, she says Freak That You Need. So it's interesting because someone, and I don't remember who it was, but someone actually called this out, which then created a situation where Sierra felt like she needed to shout out Tiwa Sav- Savage on Twitter, where she said, shout out to at Tiwa Savage on the inspiration Ooh. 
and sample i think that she should probably have juxtaposed those two things it should have been a yes. sample and then an inspiration in hashtag freak me she's a beast i fell in love with the melody when i first heard in africa three years ago so good hashtag afro wave child that right there is so i mean well but but one important thing that you actually said to me this week was that sierra apparently is independent independent. so it's it's a kind of an interesting question for you and i because we're not in the industry as to how that all works when you have an independent artist right who is who is using this inspiration or sample for your own music right and that's where i wonder like what is even the process for that who was supposed to be on top of that clearly someone dropped the fucking because you know what's her man's name russell ain't on top of it (laughs) no he has like other shit to do okay future out here calling her out left and right Nobody cares about. I mean, him. she definitely can dance, though. No, we gotta give her that props. She can dance. She's definitely. And then you just told me she's gonna be on the um, yeah, Bruno hot Mars off the press. Tour. She just was added to the Bruno Mars tour, taking, in, in place of um, Cardi, Cardi B, which so, doesn't make much sense to yeah. me. But sh- I mean, I'm not gonna knock her. Great. I mean, I feel like that's this, good for her. She has the hits, you know. Like Cardi hits. doesn't. She does. She has hits. So Cardi has hits that are now current of now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of not having hits, Nicki Minaj, <laughs> she released an album, a surprise uh, album. That was a good We're going to say surprise. Bitch, surprise in quotations, okay? Because she pushed it out, as we reported last week, because of a sample that needed to be clear with, give me one reason to stay Tracy Chapman. Um, and let's just say that that song didn't make the album, and her album is about as dry as rice with no water. <laughs> And we have talked about her pushing her album back multiple She's times. So and I actually have a theory about this. Well, and I, I think, it, I think so she was originally supposed to have the album come out, I don't know, maybe in July. And then it was, it was pushed to June. June, then And it August. was pushed to August 10th. Mm-hmm. And then it was pushed to August 17th, I believe. Yes. Well, guess who else is releasing an album, I believe, I'm pretty sure, on August Ew. 17th? Ariana Grande. Oh, so she was like, mm, so when I saw that, I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense for them to release an album on the same date. And I think that this was at least partially just a blink on Nicki Minaj's part where she understands this that whole rollout has been a blink. It w- <laughs> blink and you miss it. It's, it's been a mop, <laughs> but it's, I think it's been a rice, but no water. I, I think that um, she's kind of just trying to avoid that whole you know, head to head with Ariana Grande. And I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not a huge Ariana Grande fan, but I give props where props are due. And she's going to have a huge fucking release when her, when her album comes yeah. out. She has two really big songs. Um, and um, Nikki has, I guess, one kind of big song, not her song, which is not, not even her, album. which is not Told even her song. Album. So I think that that's part of, of why we saw this album come out. And I tried to listen to it. I listened to like maybe probably in full, maybe four songs. I just have to say that what's getting the buzz right now is the Barbie dreams. And let's just say that Barbie dreams is a recycled concept and it's a recycled concept from Biggie, but the female version has been done and it was done called dreams. Little Kim hardcore. I forgot about so, that. And she, that is about, you had to R- remind me of and that. that is about R and B singers. So yes, she twisted it and did rappers, but it's not a new concept. Just like, you need to step back, Nikki, and realize you're not a new concept. You need to give credit where credit is due. And just because you have Foxy Brown on your album does not mean where you can she work. Does, oh, I'm does not, not mean you can work, work well with. Where'd um, she find Foxy Brown? Foxy is around. 
bitches. Uh huh. Working mm-hmm. at the hot spot. Um, she didn't even sound like herself. I was like, "Who is no, this?" She was like, "I don't know who I'm, this person I'm always, is." I'm always used to like Foxy. Whenever I think that is, Foxy, that's not Foxy. I don't. Whenever know who I hear is. Foxy rap, I think of like a mustache and a heavy voice. Because <laughs> that's basically Foxy's whole mo. I'm here for it. A mustache and a heavy voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, mustache. So that is that is shuffle and repeat. Um, Nicki Minaj, basically, y- you're welcome. I mean, um, we will definitely um, circle back on this next week. We'll let everybody know what the numbers were. Um, kind of piggybacking off of that, she's um, basically created beefs with everybody from Safari to some random um, rap girl bitch. from Love and Hip Hop that I don't know. She's accused Safari of stealing her credit card. And buying, she says she bought his hairline for ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and then because Charlamagne, bitch, can they buy Tamar Braxton's? <laughs> Oh, that's rude. That's life. Because Charlemagne was like, yo, Safari, I text you. I asked you how much it costs. And then Nikki comes over and says 10 racks. I'm, I'm so like, dumb, Nikki. A rack is $1,000, right? And Nikki, you are, how much your ass costs? <laughs> How's that fix a flat? She not, Watch I, the documentary, I mean, I hope girl. she not getting Watch fix the a flat. Watch the documentary. <laughs> so it's like, I, it's like do you, is this what you need, Nikki, to sell your records nowadays? You yes. got to have beef? Because she don't have hips. You got to have beef? That's sad. Oh, well, moving on. <laughs> tap out, girl. Tap out. Uh, what had happened was, as our second to final section, what's the first topic? It's a local, so, it's a local moment. It's a local moment, but this hit national news. Um, you may have seen on CNN and probably even on your local news that Richard Russell, a 29-year-old ground services agent for Horizon Air, a s- subsidiary of Alaska Airlines, Stole a Bombardier Q400 76 seat prop plane from SeaTac Airport Friday night, then crashed on Kitron Island about an hour later. Southwest of Tacoma. So it's really, really, this is such an intriguing case for a few different reasons. Um, so the takeoff occurred around 8 p.m., and um, two F 15s were actually scrambled from the 142nd Fighter Squadron in Portland Mm. once the airport realized what had happened. So this guy who was ground services, I think he was like baggage. So they have access to these planes because they have to have access to the planes. And, you know, planes are a little bit different than like a car. It's like you can just start it. Um, And it's just really, really interesting because he got this thing off the ground and then actually started doing tricks. Mm-mm. He was doing like twirlies and stuff. It was it was insane. If you watch the videos, it's so crazy. When the plane first took off, the sheriff told people that it was a joyride gone terribly wrong because they didn't know exactly what was going on, which that was a little messy because I'm like, why are you commenting on it when you, don't, you don't know, know what actually on. happened? Like, sounds like a um, Rosa. But what we actually uh, eventually found and actually eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like it's for real. And eventually, like later. Oh. Don't touch me. You look hot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even sweating. Um, what we found out later, bitch, is that um, it wasn't a joyride. This was someone who was m- clearly very mentally ill. Yeah, he said, he's like, I have a lot of people that care about me, and it's going to be a disappointment for them to hear that I did this. He did. I'm just a broken guy. I got a few loose screws, I guess. Right. And then he and said, I just figured this out or found this yeah. out that I have these, you know, these mental issues. 
And, you know, it just so happens that he was in a position where he had the opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. He takes the plane out. He's talking to ground um, or air traffic control. And, you know, he's asking them if the plane can do tricks. And he said, oh, if I, if I land this safely, would Alaska Airlines hire me as a pilot? Right. And then, you know, he's like, oh, no, I'll probably go to jail for life. Yeah, and then, and he, then they were obviously worried about him crashing yeah, the plane in the residential the set, area. If he had the skill set to literally do these loops and jumps right. and all these other things, he could have clearly uh, flew that plane into the city. And, and he said that he, his skills were through video games. I mean, it's true. I'm like, what? But I mean, it's just it, it's so it's an I mean, interesting. I don't know how to start no plane. It's an interesting. You know how to do y'all you know start a plane? Of course not. You have to press all these buttons and like breathe in the things. It's a lot. I don't even like flying on a plane that like a professional is flying. Oh, a professional <laughs> titillation, <laughs> titillation without education. Mm, yes. So I mean, but it's it's really sad. First of all, and it's just you know yet another sad commentary on. You know, the state of mental health in this country. Yes. Um, And, you know, people are worried. They're saying, you know, what if terrorists were to infiltrate ground services? Then they would have access to planes and they can do a lot more damage. Because in this particular case, clearly he wasn't really trying to hurt anyone. Um, But we had we were talking about this at dinner um, over the weekend. And, you know, someone we were talking to, a friend, she's like, you know, it's really sad because no, at no time in at least the videos that have been released, had anyone said to him, like, we are worried about you. Like, you factor into this. We want to make sure that you don't hurt yourself. It was all just about not hurting anyone on the ground. So I just think that is a sad commentary on mental health in this country. It goes to show you. I mean... It's just very sad, and the fact that this all happened, and, you know, I mean, it's just crazy that he was able to get in a plane and start a plane. Like, I don't, I don't even know where the first thing to begin. Um, but, you know, rest in peace, because he passed away. He did. He crashed um, the crashed plane. They, the they, they have recovered his body. Um, and this just goes to show you, 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 just, again, Ray and I always say this, like, friends and family are important to check in on and really ask them how they're doing, and support them in a way that they may need you know not everyone feels comfortable sharing where they're at in life but he could have probably been helped by someone that loved about loved him yeah because um, of course his family has come out and said oh you know he was a great guy he was a family man and you know all that stuff and, and it's so like young, but when you years old but when you watch these videos which you can very easily google it is absolutely insane that he was doing this with a commercial airplane. Yeah. You know, it was a smaller, it was 76 seat, but you literally see this plane that's doing loop to fucking loops mm. and backflips. And the people on the ground are like, is that a drone? Is it a real plane? So it's just really, they really just, fucking they scary. Were, they were confused, as For I sure. would have been. Yeah. So our next, what had happened was um, Mike Brown, um, which you may remember him. He was and he was 18 and unharmed, and he was gunned down in 2014 by a white police officer while walking home from a convenience store. His death sparked a national, um, nationwide protest, and it helped launch. Right, this the was in Ferga- Ferguson. In Ferguson, his mother has been out there. Um, I actually didn't copy her name down, which I feel hard. Her name is Leslie McSpadden. Yes, I only had her last name, so thank you. Yes, she actually came out that. She is running for city council in Ferguson. 
Um, she said, almost four years ago to this day, I ran down this very street and my son was covered within a sheet. It broke me. It brought me down to my knees and made me feel crippled, as if I could do nothing else anymore. She said then that because of her son's death, she said, I'll tell you, I had to, as a mother, if I had to watch a mother and lay her son in this, lay with her son for four and a half hours and watch a com- community be completely disrespected by elected officials, then I knew that I had to run. You have to stand up and you would have to fight. And that's what I plan on doing in city council. She said she'll focus on the community policing and the economic equality and access to health care for all Ferguson's young children. You know, I think that this goes to show you that finding your purpose can happen in, in the darkest times in your life. Um, and here she is finding her purpose in life to make Ferguson a better place for the community. I mean, it was a really great to read uh, for me. What were your thoughts, right? Yeah, I mean, this is a story silent, that bitch. I can't let you talk. No, I mean, there's a first time for everything. I mean, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a story that you actually brought um, to me, which was surprising to me, but like in a very good way because oh, yes. it's much more of like a CNN type MSNBC. Because um, that's story, all we watch. So I'm like, rather than like the trashy stories. So like, I was very proud of you. That, oh, look at me. That's gross. Yes, exactly. And you just came through with the fucking quotes. Like, it's ter- topsy turvy right now. Like, I don't Topsy-turvy. even know. Topsy turvy. Um, but uh, it's interesting because I I then looked into it and there was a little bit of shade where they were like a one time grocery store worker. That is so shady. <laughs> who the, who found it and runs a charitable let's foundation. Let's just talk about the president of the United States. The one time. Reality, star. reality stars are yeah. president. Like you gonna trash her because she was. I mean, uh, I don't know if they were trashing her because that was not necessary. It's true, it was but yes, though. I agree with you that that it was an was unnecessary not necessary. fact. But the other thing is that she actually just earned her high school diploma last year at age thirty-seven, which is really interesting to me because I feel like that is totally inspirational yes. and aspirational for okay. people. Who may feel like, you know, once you reach a certain age and maybe you done. don't have the education that maybe you would have liked to attain, that it's not too late. It's never too late. And it's interesting because Bob McCullough, the St. Louis County prosecutor who was criticized after um, her son Mike Brown was yeah. killed, he lost a primary election two days ago to Wesley Bell, who was a Ferguson City Council member who has vowed criminal justice reform and he is a brown person so i think that it's interesting i think that we're actually seeing some movement in that particular area and it's movement in a very positive direction so kudos to leslie kudos to bob i'm sorry not bob mccullough to wesley bell and you know it, it gives me hope in a sea of despair when every day you're turning on the TV and all you see is President shit stain staining America. <laughs> you know what? And there's beautiful things happening. Like literally as we were walking into Matt's um, studio, we had talked about um, CNN reporting that Christine Hallsquist, um, that's how you say her name, she actually won the Vermont's Democratic primary to be, and the reason why this is history is she is the first transgender person ever nominated 
to for governor and and um getting them and, and to get the actual party's nomination, nomination. It's amazing ever for a major party. It's so amazing. It goes to show you to Ray's point. Like there's so much beautiful things happening out there that are not shit stain worthy. Right. And that th- this right now it's a beautiful time to be black and be creative. It's also a beautiful time to be young and vote because your vote matters more than ever. I mean, no matter what your age, but. The reason why I say young is because if you instill this in young people now, they will, and they see change that they vote for, they will forever vote, in my opinion. And that's the interesting thing that I, um, that's that's the one, that's not the one, but one of the things that um, keeps me hopeful for the future. Me too, bitch. Which is that young people tend to be more progressive. And I feel like, you know, as demographics change... That what we will see is, you know, right now is a really ugly kind of like pockmark or stain on, in, in American history. But that once everything is said and done in the next 10 or 20 years, that we will definitely see the pendulum, which will swing in the right direction, which is a direction of progressivism. It's like, why do you want to be regressive? Why would making America great again be your goal? Why are you trying Mm. to go back into the past? That Mm. doesn't even make any sense when you think about it. If something is not growing, what is the point? Okay. We all are growing. We will grow until the day we die. Mm. And if you're not growing, then you are stale. You're stagnant. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So, again, I think that we're moving in the right direction. I think that we really will start to see things change as the old guard gives away to new blood. And that is what happened was. It sounds like it was your happy ending, but let's talk about that. <laughs> happy ending is where we're going to leave you with a quote. That no, made you can't forget about the queen of soul. Get oh your life gosh, together. Yes. I, changed, I changed that. Aretha I pushed Franklin, it to the end. That's why you forgot. We just want to say that we are praying for you. Uh, it's been rumored that, well, if you don't know by now, um, she is alleged that this is all alleged. It has not been, um, sources have told multiple media outlets. She has been diagnosed with cancer and she was down to less than a hundred pounds. Um, she was in intensive care at a hospital. They were giving her very short time to live. Well, I just read that she was transported home and is with her family. Right, they didn't say if it was, ho- they said it was hospice. Yeah. CNN was reporting that it was hospice. So that means that she still is on her, her deathbed. Yeah. Um, it means it's just a waiting game. So, I just want to say this is very important to share because I think we we as a society have a hard time giving six like shouting out the le- the legends and celebrating them when they're alive. We do that when they have passed away. So celebrate like Aretha, celebrate um, Stevie Wonder, celebrate um, Janet Jackson. Celebrate. Give your idols their flowers yeah. while they are, while they are still here. So true. Give so them true. their flowers now. So Don't you wait. better thank. Okay, and have Aria. So so wait. So you let me know, which I was like, yes, bitch. You better work. What? You let me know that you've been listening to yes. her music on title. So I mean, this is not a conversation we've ever had, and you know. So we did an underrated, over delivered. Yes pod which was uh-huh. kind of like a placeholder like a week uh-huh. that we yes. weren't going to uh-huh. be here carry on so it was all about like our favorite or like what list. we thought were like the best singers and aretha did not make either of our lists that's not to say that we don't understand where she sits in the pantheon yeah like of she's still a legend legends it's she's just, just not that vocally she she didn't make no. our lists 
Um, but I'm I'm interested in hearing like what are your favorite like Aretha cuts? We, we, I don't, I'm not ready for that. You're not. Uh, Wait, no. but you, seriously? I mean, Aria's, Aria respect is definitely that's her most well known thing yes. that I sang when I was young. Um, that doesn't surprise ooh. me. You better. What's your favorite one? I want to hear yours. So, R.E.S.P.E.C.T. Respect is her most well-known single, but she had 42 studio albums, six live albums, and this is over a Mm. 62-year career that started in 1956 before either of our mothers were even born. So, you know, my personal faves, which one, you'll know when I say. Rock steady, done. <laughs> I will rock steady. Rock steady has come on the club before. And it's come on at weddings. Bitch, get out the way. It's come on at weddings. Get, it it's has. Come on. It has. And I rock steady all night long. Okay. It's true. And I never loved the man the way I love you is actually another one of my favorites of hers, which um, I'm not um, embarrassed to say, to say Glee. Glee. They did a lot of Aretha songs on Glee. They did. But you know, Aretha, I love you, but you should not have done that cover song of Rolling in the Deep with Adele. Uh, don't, that's, not, that's, not, that's not your high point. Well, you just went left. Um, but Aretha, we are praying for we you. We wish you well. You made a really bad decision, but we wish you well anyway. So, okay, we're going to do happy ending. Um, right, you go first. I don't have a happy ending this week. I think I probably already said it earlier. Okay, so my happy ending. Wait, what did I say earlier? And you were like, that's uh, your happy ending. Something about watch bitches, bitches grow and shit. I don't know. So. <laughs> it was something like. Okay, what's your happy ending? I mean, ending? I'm, I had changing it because it basically is what you said. Um, let's see. So here's this one here and I'm set, actually I don't know if I want to say that one um, we don't have to have a happy ending no, it's I our fucking it's show and if we f- if we decide this week that we don't want to have a happy ending then we don't have to have one you don't okay, have to be like go. scraping and scrounging for here a happy ending I always, like, I always screenshot a bunch <laughs> of happy endings during the week to see like what's getting my life so here's this if one if you here. say so um, it is you will either step forward into growth or you will step backward into safety Oh my god! So how do you do that, bitch? What? We, I was just saying that what the whole make America great like that works for like you're stepping. Why are you stepping back? <laughs> why are you being regressive? Like we need to be progressive. Okay, that was real. That was very Martha Stewart of you. You got real aggressive. Matt was right. By the end, I'd be like, yes, bitch, yes. So <laughs> I'm we're here. Wrap this episode up with a few things, some formalities that we want to make sure you we leave you with. A few yeah. things. Okay. You'll notice this episode did not feature our guests this week. Yes, Mel, you were right. I shouldn't have said anything. Um, I but- love the how he gives someone who's not in the room or like married to him. We're not like because not, she like said she it. gets she the credit. You. She gets the credit, but she like I actually you. said it in the episode, and I don't get the credit. Okay, she go you. on, go on. Yeah. Well, there was remember a I was like, conflict. why would you say that we're doing it when we don't? There's know. scheduling conflict, and they will be here on a upcoming episode yeah let's not even say when let's not even say (laughs) when (laughs) no shade to them it's just you never know they be booked like us yeah so they be booked more than us follow us on instagram at he said he said pod also be sure to follow like us on facebook at he said he said podcast we are asking a few things is review us 
If you have an iPhone, thank you for buying an Apple device. And please <laughs> find us on iTunes. Yes, we're stakeholders. And, and thank ple- you. Yes, thank you. That's why I said that. And send a, re- send a review, write a review, as well as give us a rating. Because the more we have, the more we can give you. Um, and also, if you don't ha- if you have an Android and you have SoundCloud, follow us on SoundCloud. We love a good follow. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, we understand. I say this almost every week. Time is money. Time is important, and we appreciate the time that you said. And thank you. We we got a new a new rating and a new review. Shout out to Angie out there in yes, Philly. Yes. Um. So every time you review us with a word, we will send out a review out to you and say, "Hey, boo." And also take some time to follow our playlist on yes. Spotify. He said. He said. And after pod. you listen to this week's episode. Listen to Black in the City's episode too. Yes, it yes. was the most. It was good. Uh, next week is Juicy Week. Janet Jackson's releasing a new song. Ray is on the edge of his seat, and the VMAs are on Monday. Hashtag so we have, made have for all now. of our reviews. Oh, the VMAs! That's gonna be good. So, thank you for listening. We yes. appreciate we you. Love you guys. And tomorrow is Wednesday. We're almost it is. there. It and is. remember, I'm here. I'm queer, and I'm severe. You mean today is Wednesday? Because oh, yeah. that's when anyone will like ever really. Be Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Not Felicia, that's rude. Bye. Bye, Amarosa. <laughs> <laughs>